0: Stacy here and Tia too. Welcome to our summer series for the podcast. So stay tuned as we play some of our favorite episodes from season one and just wait we'll be back soon with season two. See you guys soon. All right. So we're here with Kara from Organize and Simplify. Welcome, Kara. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. You're welcome. Tia, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing fantastic today. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit more used to this whole virtual uh, interviewing thing. So, yeah, that's a plus. Definitely a plus. Word. Word. <laughs> there are words involved.
1: <laughs> and and by the way your hair looks great your color of your hair tia looks really good like it's been done recently yeah did you do it lately um oh, did that- you do own know- I do do my own because I'm poor.
2: So I have like the, I go to Sally's though to try to get like the decenter okay. stuff for it. Um, this also could be a layer of grease because I don't remember the last <laughs> time I washed my hair either no. because we're on Corona rules now. So grease is just kind red. of a mess. Grease is not red. No, it looks <laughs> but, good. But thank you. Thank you. Yes.
0: Okay. Getting back into the interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come to settle in Dunedin? Tell us about Kara as an individual. Oh, (laughs)
1: wow. Me as an individual, I'm a very organized person, so that kind of blended itself very well to what I do. But um, I am from Connecticut originally and lived in Connecticut all my life, except for a brief stint in Rhode Island for college for four years and um, until last May. Um, my husband and I moved down to Florida in May. We moved we we were on Sand Key renting a place for a little while and found Dunedin, fell in love with it and bought a house here. So here we are in Dunedin and we absolutely love it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I uh, I feel like we hear that a lot where people settle in Clearwater first and then they discover Dunedin and they're like, well, shit, let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and make that move over to Dunedin. So, oh, yeah. uh, so speaking about being an organized person, tell us how you got into organizing for a living.
1: I, as I said, I'm, I've always been a very organized person and that, like, you know, I learned that from my parents, I learned that from their parents. Um, and I, at one point in time, I think it was the end of 2003, I was in between jobs. I had gotten laid off. And I had a New Year's Eve party that year. And my parents have always had a New Year's Day brunch and invited all friends and family and whatever. And my mother would always, would make a whole bunch of stuff and she would label everything. So like when you go to a buffet in mm-hmm. public, like people, you know, they label stuff so you know what you're eating. So that's that's how I grew up. So I had this party and I know I had a vegetarian person there. I was making baked ziti and I had a vegetarian person there and then somebody else with another dietary restriction. So I was making different baked ziti's depending, I was labeling them all. And and my friends just laughed at me. They're like, I can't believe you did all this. I said, yeah, well, I don't want the vegetarian eating the one that has meat in it and, and you know whatever else down the line. So People that always kind of make fun of not in a mean way, just like I can't believe you went through all this, but that's just how I was. And it just came natural to you. It came naturally to me. So Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe I can use my that superpower for good. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) I can actually do something with this and teach others. And and I happened upon by Googling the National Association of Productivity and Organization. And they had a Connecticut chapter. Now, for those of you who don't know, Connecticut's a relatively small state, so there was one chapter, and people from all over the state came to, and there was probably about 30 people in the room when I decided to show up, and at the time, it was all women, but um, as I grew with them, a lot more men came into the fold, which was great, um, but you know, it was a, it's a bunch of people that That were organized like me and that kind of had different specialties and were helping people and teaching them how to be better organized in their homes and their offices so i'm like this is fantastic love it sign me up
0: that's awesome so you mentioned that everyone kind of has their specialties do you have a specific specialty that you're organized in
1: i do i love working with people on their paper management So whether it's it's home or office, because we are all inundated with paper in both places, but paper management and then time management. I love teaching about time management because that's something I think we can all use those those tips and skills um and something that i've been working on for and practicing for a long time because time management does take a lot of practice i think
0: yes i agree with you there and i think that's so uh such a valuable skill to learn especially for current times when people are stuck in their homes with uh you know working on their own working remotely and they're not used to doing that and i think you know It's it's a skill that they really need to have because, you know, for actually my husband and I were having this discussion earlier today um, because he had a list of things to do today, not like written down or anything, but just like in his head of what he wanted to do. And it was like two o'clock and he's like, oh, man, I, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I was like, do you need me to write you a list every day to follow and check off what you need to do with times to do it? And he's like, uh,
1: yeah, probably. (laughs) It feels really good to cross things off the list. It does. I love making lists. Yeah,
2: me too. I'm big into to-do lists. Like, I have to have, actually, it's mainly because of my memory too. Like I have to have a list. So that I write it all down so then I know what I'm going to do. And then like, oh, yeah, I get to X this off. And then I get to make a new list with the stuff I didn't accomplish mm-hmm. onto that new list. And that's always a list. Always have a list. You yeah. can't forget things if it's on a list.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I, I think that helps me to remember things I have to do too. It's like, oh, if I write it down then I remember as
1: opposed to, you know, just winging it day by day. <laughs> Well, and that's something that as I've gotten older and, you know, I'm on the phone with somebody, let's say I'm driving and I'm on the phone with somebody and they're like, oh, could you send me this? I'm like, okay, I'd be happy to. Can you just text me a reminder? Because if it's not written down somewhere, this conversation will just, you know, whatever I said I was going to do is just going to be gone. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. With the,
0: um, oh, I forget the the acronym. Was it NA? NAPO N A P O NAPO yes so um i was curious about them so i kind of was like looking at their website and stuff and i see you can be like you can become certified as a um professional organizer so what exactly do you have to do i'm very curious like do you have to show off your skill set and have
1: like a, a panel observe you <laughs> you you have to take a test it's a written test and you have to have at least a thousand hours of time with a clients in, I can't remember if it was a three-year period. I can't remember. But it was in a certain period of time. You have to have at least a thousand hours. So the, the year that they started doing certification, I actually took the exam and I passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been something that I know many, and I haven't kept up with it. There's several organizers that i know who have been certified haven't kept up with it either because then it's it's a certain number of uh, educational hours and money of course so they right. you have your certification and and the general public it's not like being a doctor or a lawyer like the general public doesn't ask if you're certified and i think for the regular the day-to-day non-specialty cases and we can talk about that later but um, the day-to-day organizing, I personally don't think it's important to be certified. I always tell people, you know, when they're looking for an organizer, talk to a couple, make sure that your, um, their style is what you're looking for and their personality matches with yours because it is a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as someone is, is open to other people's, you know, what their habits are and, and um, what their preferences are, as, you know, as far as whether they're a visual person or they like to have things neat and tidy or whatever it is, you can definitely uh, work with somebody and get them organized.
2: It's the same thing with event planning too, because like I went and did my event planning certification, but then it's like, they want you to do, it's, it's like only valid between a certain date to a certain date. Um, and then they want you to do like the extra continuing courses, but yeah. then it's more like after you get your original certification, that's just your basis. And then your life experiences are your additional sort cert- like, why do you need to pay money for someone to teach you another class? Like you're working in it.
1: I agree with it, and I yeah. believe in continuing education because there are things, especially at the beginning. I wanted to learn more about this and that, and you know, whatever else. So it's really kind of helped me narrow it down. I'll keep up on trends, but then it's usually now
2: it's like it's either through actual doing something, like doing like an event, or it's from like YouTube videos, and I'll just like keep up with trends and things that way. Yeah. So, do you yeah. ever do it the same way? Do you kind of like YouTube?
1: Yeah. And actually, and then I'll Google stuff when I'm doing a talk on something, I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel I've done a time management talk. I've done several time management talks and I use a lot of the same material because it's new to the people that I'm talking to. I haven't talked to them before, but I sometimes want to freshen up my ideas because I think, well, I've said this a hundred times, maybe this, and I start to think maybe it's like, maybe it's obvious. Maybe I need to come up with something different. And I definitely do read some books and Google things or go on YouTube and, you know, maybe there's a better way to do this or something interesting, a, a different way of doing it. And I'm, I, I, I have to say, I lost track with, of how many examples that I give and how many were actually mine that I figured out. I think most of it is stuff that I've heard along the way or, you know, friends who are organizers said, oh, try this. Mm-hmm. Or an audience member when I'm doing a talk says, oh, I've done this. And somebody else in the audience is like, oh, that sounds perfect. And I love that when mm-hmm. just ideas just happen and people can benefit from it hmm
0: So what, do you, what would you say you like best about your
1: job? I like how different my clients are. So I'm not doing the same, even though I'm organizing every time I'm with a client, I'm not doing the same type of organizing and I don't, it, you know, and everybody's got their own personalities. And it's really nice to sit down. We have conversations. I learn things. Um, it, it's, it's nice to sit down and have a conversation with somebody for two to three hours while we're going through things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, and I like offering a non judgmental way to, I guess, address clutter for lack of a better way of saying that, but because a lot of people are a little embarrassed about, well, you know, I didn't want to show you this room, but this is where, you know, all my clutter is, you know, whatever it is, or, or, you know, there could be, you know, a lot of people will just, just be embarrassed about the situation. And you know what, that's okay. We all have clutter spots. So let's, let's get through it together. It's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe, um, there are some people who read books and say, well, I still organizing books say, I still can't figure out how to do this. And maybe the organizing book is for a linear thinker, like first you do this and then you do this. And some people are a little more artistic and they're like, well, I just like to see everything and I like to have everything out. So how can we do that and still be organized? And there are ways to do that. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think sometimes it's helpful when there's a third party that's, you know, like you said, non-judgmental, just a neutral third party that comes in and kind of helps break down the situation. Because if you're seeing it in your own home every day, and you have memories attached to some things or, you know, it's difficult to really get into the organization. So Kara, can you give us some tips on getting started with organizing and um, especially for staying focused while organizing, especially during this time? We talked a little bit already about time management. So I guess that's kind of a two in one question.
1: (laughs) Okay. So if it's stuff, I will say, let's say you have a room that has a couple of piles. Start small. I know you want to tackle the entire room. And there are some, some things from this pile that go with that pile, et cetera. Um, I recommend having a nice flat surface that you can spread out on, whether it's a bed or it's the dining room table or, you know, whatever it is so that you can spread out and start small. So take one pile at a time, or if the pile is floor to ceiling, you need a partial of the pile at a time and just start putting things into, you know, uh, categories and, you know, the and and, and keep them in the categories and don't start running into different rooms to put things away. Just categorize stuff and figure out what you can part with and what you can you want to keep. Tips on what pile to start with. Start with if you can identify the most recent pile, because that's where you're going to find some of the time-sensitive stuff, especially if it's paper. So you might find something that's going to be due soon. Um, whereas if you start with an older pile that was due two months ago, you're already late. So there's nothing you can do about it, but, um, you know, clothing piles, maybe it's stuff, you know, donate versus I've got to try this on versus I'm going to keep this and set a timer. And after, let's say 20 minutes, if you're like, I could totally do this another 20 minutes. Great. Um, you also may want to check in if you, after the first 20 minutes, you're like, this is great. I can do this another 20. Maybe you set the, set the bar at 15 or you set it for 20, but at 15 minutes, you're like, okay, am I going to be able to do this a lot longer? Because now I have all these piles set up or I have these categories. I've got to somehow put them away, especially if you're on the dining room table or your kitchen table and you use that space on a regular basis. And I have to find, you know, a place to either, you know, put them temporarily or get them to where they need to go because the last thing I I want is for you to spread out go gangbusters and then um come to you're like oh forget it I'm exhausted now you have this mess somewhere else I've
0: definitely done that before
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I know you want to get it all done at once but if you can just do a little bit at a time and leave yourself some time at the end to put stuff away that would be very helpful um, um, I
2: love that tip too, about having a timer set, because I know from personal experience, so I'm a little bit of a hoarder, but what I am, in a, I'm a container <laughs> hoarder. So I've got like a bunch of totes that are like, so everything's contained inside of things. So I know once a couple of years ago, I was cleaning out one of my storage units and it just like, at first I was
0: hold on, time out. <laughs> one, one of your, cl- one of
2: your storage units. <laughs> well, I've. <laughs> all right well i say one of because it was uh because i've moved because when i move i usually put things in the storage units and i take it out or if i don't have storage at an apartment complex then i have to have a storage unit so how many storage
0: units do you have right now right now
2: i have zero but i have a storage (laughs) unit on my porch so i have like a but i don't have an actual storage unit
0: right now gotcha okay
2: um really and also if you have anxiety about getting rid of stuff like the timing would be really helpful i could see for people with um you know, that hoarding anxiety, because if you're only doing it for 20 minutes, cause I know when I kept doing it and the longer I was doing it, the more agitated I was getting and the more I didn't want to get rid of anything yeah, and I was getting more frustrated. So that timer, that's the smart, that's super smart.
1: Yeah. And then, um, and give yourself some time to the stuff that's like a maybe, that you want to go through and possibly read or take a look at more in depth. I mean, the first 20 minutes should just be, let's categorize this stuff and put them, you know, put them in a some sort of category for yourself. Um, I don't know if you saw that there was a meme on Facebook going around. There's a woman who has like a, a mask on with a feather and she's got a book in her hand and a boa on and all this other stuff and she's like, yeah, well, I started doing some organizing, cleaning stuff out and she was reading a book that she hadn't seen in a while and trying on all this stuff and yes. So leave that, that's another thing. If you have clothes that you're not sure you want to keep and you want to try it, leave, leave the try-ons to the end because then you'll get caught up in that and um, and again, you'll be like, well... Forget it, I'm exhausted now. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And you create more piles for yourself.
0: Do you have any advice on, um, you know, things to get rid of specifically?
1: I was just thinking, Marie Kondo, and does it bring you joy? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I know about her. But...
2: I know, right? Marie Kondo, like, I don't know. It depends on when you even decide to organize too, because say you're a depressed person and like literally nothing would give you joy that day. And you decide to like throw, then you throw out your entire like Mm -hmm. bedroom set and you're like, well, fuck, I'm happy today. Girls.
1: That is the wrong day to organize. Yeah.
2: Well, that that was, that's where that actually, the first time I ever heard about Marie Kondo was on Gilmore Girls. And then she became popular, like after, like more popular after that, or I just don't know my timeframes, whatever. So she's very
1: flawed. So if there's a question on something, like let's say, well, these pants need, you know, I need to hem these pants or I need to do this to something. If there's some extra step that needs to be made, I always say, let's be realistic. Are you going to do it? And there are sometimes people like, nope, never going to do it. And they say, I'm just going to donate it. And there are other times people say, you know what? Yeah. Like it it didn't occur to me that I needed to actually hem these pants or you know whatever it is. And I happen to have a sewing machine. So yes, I'm going to leave this out and I'm going to do this. So just be realistic about um, why it is that you're hesitant. The other thing I, I often tell people is to take all, all of the clothing in your closets hang the hangers the opposite way so that you have to it's hard to illustrate this <laughs> a lot. I
0: have heard that I don't have the type of uh, closet though where that's possible
1: <laughs> oh really you can hang I, your hangers you know, no, I have one
0: of like the um you know typical 1950s style Florida homes and the closet the um I don't know. Hanging part,
1: <laughs> yeah, is just a rod? like
0: built in. Yeah, it's not even a rod. It's just like built in, and it curves in, so you have only one option to put oh. the
1: hangers. So you only you can only go forward with the curve of the hanger.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, okay. Because this usually this is like this is no cost and it's easy. You turn. I know, the- and I. <laughs> Well, let me just for people who are listening because they don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. You hang the opposite way, and then when you take a item of clothing off and you wear it, when you put it back, you hang the the hanger just the regular way. And then after a period of six, eight months, a year, whatever you want to, whatever you want your time frame to be, you can go back and you can see what you haven't worn based on just the direction of the hangers that are that are hanging there. Mm-hmm. If that will help you, and then you could say. Yes, I wanna get rid of this, because I'm not wearing it. And other times you may not agree with that. No one's, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not over your shoulder saying you gotta get rid of it now. <laughs> but it's, it's helpful so that you know what you're wearing in your closet. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I wish that I could do that, because it seems like such a good tip. <laughs> Maybe I could use like <laughs> different colored hangers or something. And then when I wear the item, switch it to a different color.
1: You could do that. Absolutely.
0: Now we're solving problems.
1: Well, you can come work with me.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you saw the question and want to answer it about the nightmare job. I figured no. like, I'd give you uh, discretion on that one if you want to answer that or not.
1: I, I do have an answer for that, and it's funny that you ask it that way because I don't like the way it's worded, and I will tell you why. And I but I know what you're getting at, and I will yeah. answer it in a different way, but. Imagine if I told you that one of my nightmare situations, I started describing my, quote unquote, nightmare situation working with a client, and one of you starts thinking, holy shit, she's talking about my house, or one of your listeners is like, she's talking about me. How how shitty would you feel (laughs) if if I said that? (laughs) That's true,
0: yeah. So... (laughs)
1: I, so the way I will answer that, I will tell you, my, my most challenging client, and was at the beginning of my professional organizing career, was a hoarder. And I had no experience working with hoarders. And the reason it was challenging for me is, I felt like, I, you know, I worked with her, I think, for two hours. I felt like I was doing nothing for her. And I was going through a bunch of stuff with her and trying to get her to part with things like a lottery ticket that was a loser. And she would not part with that. And I came to understand that there is, a, now this is where certification I think comes in handy. And there is a another group called the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, yeah, Institute for Challenging Disorganization. And they can't focus a lot on uh, working with hoarders, working uh, with people who have uh, traumatic brain injuries, working with people who are um, uh, ADHD. So, in a more severe um, level of ADHD. So I think that's where that training and certification comes in handy. And, and when I left working with this woman and she was so grateful for me to come and I left and I felt like I did not make a difference at all. And she was, she was wonderful and, and so grateful. But I said, you know what? I just don't think I'm serving her very well and knew that this was, you know, this was challenging for me and it was not something I wanted to pursue. So that is what I will tell you about that. I would never call her a nightmare though. She was a lovely lady. There was a woman that uh, is a friend of mine who worked in Connecticut who specializes in working with hoarders. And there were often times where she was working in conjunction with the person's therapist to walk them through you know, the organizing process. So there is a level of, you know, of working hand in hand with other practitioners.
0: I know you shared some general tips on organizing and stuff. Do you have anything specific that you'd like to share during this Corona
1: time? Especially if we are working from home now and, you know, we we don't have any other choice and many of us might be used to working from home, but not necessarily with, with the spouse working from home now too, or kids working from home. I would recommend putting together maybe some boundaries and and having a family meeting and communicating the boundaries, especially if you know when you have certain calls, like your your kids may actually now have calls with their teacher or zooming with their class or something. And maybe you're sharing computers or you have to share private space. So now what was your office with the door closed now you have to share that when you're not on a call yourself so getting kind of a schedule everybody likes a routine and this whole coronavirus is totally messing us up with our routine Mm -hmm. so if you can come to a, a new routine with our new reality um and you know using things like timers so that, you know, give yourself 20 minutes to do something. Or if you, and especially if you have a visual timer. So if your family, someone from your family comes into the room and sees that your timer is set, they like, oh, all right, I know I have 10 minutes left and then I can come back and grab mom for this question that I have to ask. Or, you know... You have the door closed, and there's another meme I saw on Facebook, there's a picture. Mom is busy. And, you know, the door's closed. Mom's busy. Have, you know, before you knock, have you texted me? Have you asked dad? Have you, you know, done this? And you know, it's like a checklist of things. So <laughs> visual cues are helpful, but communication is so is so key. I mean, even with Alan and I, it's just the two of us here. And we've always, since we've been together, had home offices but um, but I have a habit. he'll be not in front of his computer. Maybe he's on his phone, but it's the middle of the workday and I'll walk into the room and just ask him a question and then get pissed off when he doesn't answer me. He's like, um, I'm in the middle of writing an email to somebody. So <laughs> I have to remember to say, if I want his attention and he's on the phone or on the computer, I say, Alan, can I ask you a question? Can I interrupt you? And he does the same for me, but it's, it's being okay with him saying, no, give me 10 minutes, I have to finish this up or I'm about to jump on a conference call or whatever else it is, um, you know, and him not necessarily immediately able to, to chat with me. So being able mm-hmm. to kind of do that with your family or who, whoever's home with you, your dog, <laughs> your cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a lesson I had to learn when I started working from home too, when I changed careers um, like a year ago because you know dominic's worked from home for years and i would just you know pop into the office and be like hey blah 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 what do you want for dinner you know just start talking to him like normal and he'd be like you know either ignore me because he's in the middle of something (laughs) or just kind of be like you know a little sharp with me and uh and then when i started working from home i'm like i get it like (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> then kind of as payback he would come over and like you know be eating an apple and get in my face <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh. what what's going on what are you doing as he's eating an apple and I'm like ah I get it now oh. so I think you know a lot of people, people are really adjusting to that especially people with kids and having kids home all the time it's like I can't even imagine and then the whole homeschool and stuff so That time management, it's key. (laughs) So, Kara, do you have any tips for small businesses to stay organized?
1: One of the first thing is keep your business papers and your personal papers separate. So if you're running a business, even even if it's a DBA and not an official corporation of some sort, I would hope that you would at least have a separate bank account for your business so you can keep So that paperwork separate um, either by location. If you have a physical commercial space that you go to for business and you have all your business stuff there and you keep your personal stuff at home, or if everything's in a home office, you can separate it by file drawer or file cabinet, whatever it is to try and keep those things separate. Um, Taxes, even if you don't have um, financial software, even doing something as simple as getting one of those accordion files at Staples that where you can keep your receipts by month. And if you can go one step further and write on the top of the receipt what it was for, um, so it would make it a lot easier for your accountant. I know a lot of people say, well, I just give them a bunch of receipts. That's, that is extra time and extra money for you if somebody else has to organize your receipts. So if you can just take some of those steps, that would be really helpful. If you have office staff, make sure you are taking the time up front to teach them how to do the things that don't require your expertise. So delegating is so key if you have someone to delegate to, because that enables you to do what you do best. And you know, you can you can have your staff, you know, including maybe a bookkeeper to do all the back office stuff or Um, or an admin type of person to do some of the things that don't require your expertise. So I know it's a lot of work to teach people things sometimes, and it can be a little frustrating, but taking that time up front will save you so much time and money on the back end. It'll make you more money because you'll be doing the thing that you do the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Hire your weaknesses. So if you're starting to get overwhelmed because, you know, you just got this, a couple new clients and things are getting really busy. What are the things that you can let go and, and think about that hiring your weaknesses? That's, that's something somebody taught me a long, long time ago, which makes so much sense. If you're not good at something and you were doing it kind of okay for, in the beginning because your business was growing, that should be, you should have a list of those things. And those should be some of the first things that you can delegate and, and hire somebody for.
2: I've heard that before myself too about not your expertise on stuff is to hire out like that's the places that you hire out doing like a meeting with the uh, Brian with blue Atlas and he was talking about how like you're running your business so that's why like you don't need to be worrying about your digital marketing campaign because that's alone social media marketing is a whole thing that you have to keep up with daily and that's a job all in itself yeah. so how are you being able to focus so much on your business—if you're focusing on doing some another job that you could be outsourcing and having that, and then you can focus more on your business. So. Yeah.
1: I I did but I did remember one more thing because a lot of people are very visual and they keep they like to keep things out otherwise they feel like they're going to forget about it. So if the, to the extent you can utilize vertical space instead of keeping things horizontal because the minute you lay something flat, something else can go on top of it and on top of it and on top of it.
0: So I know you're offering um, services now that you can't actually physically go into people's homes, but you are still offering virtual services and specials and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually offering for the people who are do-it-yourselfers, and they're trying to get themselves organized because they do have the time now, right? Um, I am offering a 15-minute either call or even a video conference if you want to show me what you have going on, and I can just point you in the right direction to get things going. If someone wants to do virtual organizing, I've reduced my rate by, I think it's 25%. So now for an hour of virtual organizing, it's $60 for the hour. And and really, when I work with somebody in person, we're working together and and going through things, and it's usually about a three-hour process. Virtual organizing is probably going to be, just an hour because I can't, I can help with the coaching, but I can't help with the physical work. So it makes it a little more stressful or trying on the person on the other end who's doing the organizing and as, you know, as I said earlier about setting the timer and stuff, I don't want to wear anybody out. So for 60 bucks, you know, we can get on uh, zoom and I'd be happy to help, help you get started with your organizing and get through a couple of piles. That's awesome. So where can people find you online, Kara? I do have a website. It is www.organizeandsimplifyllc.com. It's got all my packages on there. The virtual organizing is not on there right now, but call me. um, My contact information is on there and I will be updating it to include the virtual organizing.
0: Nice. And you have a Facebook also, correct?
1: And on Facebook, you can find me at Organize and Simplify with Kara Brooke. Excellent. So we've got
0: a game for you. Tia has cooked up one of her diabolical games. This is the first time we will be playing one virtually. So we'll see what she has in just a moment. Stay tuned. Time for the game edition of Meet Us on
2: Main Street. <laughs> yes, we got the enthusiasm yes. the pumper, our guest as well this time. So I have Trivial Pursuit from 1992. Whoa, 1992. Um, (laughs) It was a great year, apparently, enough that I have a Trivial Pursuit still in my possession from it. Um, So I'm going to be asking you 1992 Trivial Pursuit questions.
0: How how uh, knowledgeable are you about the year 1992, Kara? How are you feeling about this?
1: I'm pretty good because I graduated college that year. I'm hoping mm. we'll see.
2: There we go. <laughs> All right, you've got you've got that positivity, and that's what it takes to get into this game.
0: Okay. One minute on the clock, and go.
2: What TV talk show host celebrated his 25th anniversary by hosting Oprah, Geraldo, Sally, Jesse, and others on an NBC special? Bill Donahue? (gasps) Yeah! Ding, ding, ding! (laughs) What team's player rookie baseball cards soared in value after the World Series? Hint, it's a Dunedin-based team.
1: Oh, I don't know any of the Toronto Blue Jays players. Yep,
2: that was it. That was all it was, was Toronto Blue Jays. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding! Whose public service ad was canned due to the line, ain't no making Whoopi without a condom. Ooh. There's an
1: actress.
2: No popular. She's a nun. Oh. Oh. She sings. And sister Her first acts. name's
1: Whoopi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Helping so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, sorry. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, whoopi Goldberg, look at that. Whoopi. <laughs> Ah, uh, what was
2: this one? I can't find it. What long distance phone company can you reach by calling one eight hundred pin drop? Uh, AT and T. Sprint apparently was alive back then. Uh, okay. What aging heavy metaler uh, side? One of time's my up. <laughs> Major regrets is that I urinated on the Alamo.
1: Yeah, no idea.
2: Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, of course.
1: <laughs> but so you were I'm who bit the head off a of dove, I tell you. I old. know. But he also
2: urinated on the Alamo. He's known for quite a few amazingly yeah. disgusting things in his life. But that's okay, Kira because guess what? We are all winners, and everyone always wins on Meet Us on Main Street Game Edition.
1: And Woo-hoo! yours
2: are. These are a set of books. So you can see them. <laughs> <laughs> and they are for how to um, use duct tape and club soda for That's, various uses around your house. That is fantastic. So, um, <laughs> so these are your prizes. So as soon as we are not social distance away from each other, these will be yours for um, your viewing pleasure and guides. I love it. Thank you so much.
0: It's it's going to go right in her get rid of pile. <laughs> the fucking Marie <laughs> Kondo
2: pile. <laughs> These will bring you joy, okay? They will bring you joy. All right. Thank you, Kara, for playing our game where everyone is a winner on uh, Meet Us on Main Street Game Edition because I will never think of a better name to call it.
1: <laughs> Thank you, ladies. <laughs>